we perceive that we gain power by controlling and manipulating outcomes. Yes. And it's like, no, we oh, actually right. like lose power. In fact, when you surrender to experiences is when you feel the most empowered. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. I haven't felt that connected to community out here. I really, I guess I haven't really Been tried either. You know, it's kind of like, it's a little bit like North County community out here. I just don't want to like have to go to yoga or ecstatic dance or meet, you know, like any of that kind of stuff to go in community. I'm not really sure that's the kind of community I'm looking for anyway. I've seen quite a bit. I feel like this tour here for me is kind of like about learning the logistics of this place and just kind of getting around. Um, but you know, life, life changes so much from week to week as it is that like what last week looked like, I'm hoping that this week could be like completely different and I have no idea. Yeah. Um, we're traveling West today to a few beach towns. Actually, Greg and Fiona are in that town right now. That's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully I get to meet up with them. Yeah. I don't know. It's difficult to know what to expect when you come here. You know, like it's funny every time I travel anywhere, people always ask me the same question. They're like, are you excited? My, my default answer is like, I'm excited when I get there. And I'm not, um, you know, like your wife, for instance, you're going to go on vacation. You know exactly where you're getting because she'll plan every detail of every single day. Mostly, right? Like, I don't think you guys, so it's like, I'm going here and here's my, here's my itinerary and you've traveled with me before. And you know, I have like no itinerary. Uh-huh. Not only do I not, not only do I not have an itinerary, I also have no idea. Like, <laughs> cause I don't, I, I don't, I don't do research. Uh, I don't know where I am. <laughs> like North to South is confusing most of the time. Like, I don't even know where that's happening. Like I don't really look at a map. Like, and there's a lot of places here, like a lot. So for someone like me that does create overwhelm. And at the same time, it also leads me to a lot of interesting experiences as, as it does. Um, so I, I feel like a tourist this time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I really do feel like a tourist. Um, and I see that people come back here often. Like this is like a yearly spot for a lot of people. So that's like, it's like their secondary home. So they like have a vast knowledge of it. And even uh, the people I'm with here do like, just, just know everything. I'm like, they, they know where to eat and everything too. And that's, and that's awesome. What I think I'm craving and what's missing for me is like, um, I would love to travel with like four to six people here that I know really well. And uh, enjoyed that way. I think this is also, it's been creeping up on me more and more. Uh, this trip has made it even that much more apparent to me, like how much um, I crave to have a partner with me on these trips and like uh, share these experiences. It's like, it's almost like I'm having half an, half an experience and, and that's really missing for me. And that's kind of led into what's my upset right now. with like, you know, um, the old relationship. 
that that's what I want. And I just can't seem to have that with that person. And I could totally see them like being here with me and sharing in these experiences. And she's having her experiences over there that I want to be part of and I'm not being part of. And then it's like, that makes me want to be in that relationship and that relationship is just not available. So, um, yeah, so it's been challenging. What, what, what have you learned so far? Fuck. I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just, just, it was just a, like a lot of hours of heaviness and sadness. I think for me, uh, this morning, actually like one thirty, I woke up like a good hour plus before I wanted to. And it just occurred to me like, you know, heaviness and sadness occurs um, as a means of trying to understand something. Mm. You know, like every, like every time I get in these conversations with her, it's like the same fucking conversation. I don't even know what's going to trigger it. Like yesterday I asked her a question, like genuinely asked a question of intrigue. And then if it like goes down this road and it's like the same, same conversation we've had, you know, like, I don't know, 20, 20, 25 times already. And it's like, my mind is like, if I could just understand, if I could just extract the right piece of information, like I could let go. And that's not the case, right? Otherwise I would already be in that state of like that freedom and that let go. And that just hasn't been there. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, well, clearly I'm trying to think this through and I feel it through. So I kind of like laid there and I could feel like my mind, like, you know, how, how the mind gets, it's like wrestling and it's like just trying to figure it out and have an agenda. And I'm like, all right, dude, not working, like not working. And, yeah. and I'm like, okay, so like if I would just sit here and feel it and not try to put any language to it and not try to understand it. And I felt like my mind's like, okay, like my mind, let go, heaviness kind of lifts. And I just started feeling things in my body start moving. And, you know, again, if like I try to define what that is, what that emotion is and all that other stuff, it, it feels to just like kind of kill it. So like even just the last like 20 minutes is the first time I've like felt any sense of freedom around it. So I think I'm kind of like looking more into into that. You know, and it's been our training for the last few months anyway. And this just keeps showing up as an opportunity to do that. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into all the details about it. So I'll leave it at that for now. Very interesting. Do you... It's interesting because this is what came up for me today in one of our coaching calls. <laughs> Being laid up on my ass for a week, feeling, dude, honestly, like I, the, I, I vividly remember the last time I was in so much pain, and it was mm. when Yeah, was here. Uh, our grandfather was in America, and I remember Dad and him were we were supposed to go skiing together, and I was in our old house in Fairlawn on the futon in like the computer room. And I just couldn't move. And like every time I swallowed, it was like that kind of swallowing pain where you like brace yourself for swallow every single time. And you're just uh, like, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh, it, it, so I knew, I knew on Monday that I had strep. I just kind of thought that I could do all the samurai tricks and put enough stuff in my body and just wait till Tuesday to see if the pain dissipated or not. I'm sorry, yeah, Tuesday, yeah, yeah. Wednesday. So by Tuesday I knew, and then Wednesday I woke up and it was even worse. And I was like, all right, I got to go to the doctor because mm. the, the homeopathic methodology on this is, is, is not the avenue that we need to be going down right now. Um, and during all of that stuff, you know, I was looking at that uh, app that we have. It's called... Um, just find it for you people because I know everyone's going to ask me. Mm -hmm. It's called uh, Heal Your Body. Heal Your Body. I have, another, I have another one called Affirmations that also has that on there. Or Affirmations, according to guys. So, um, 
and it gives you, you know, different like what's what's happening as, as the mind stuff. Um, not like obviously everything that occurs in your body is also occurring because there's some sort of something happening in your body from a mental perspective. You're not communicating, you know, for, so for example, with, with throat, it obviously has to do with communication, mm -hmm. uh, holding things back, not communicating at X, Y, Z. So I was doing a lot of, um, internal work while I was hauled up in bed as much as you can, I guess. Cause at that time there's like pain is just <laughs> pain is so present when pain is there. You're just like, God, pain. And one of the things that, that kept coming up for me last week was um, acceptance and continuously looking at what am I not accepting. And so the obvious thing when I started was accepting pain, you know, like accepting the sensation, accepting that my body is weak and wanting to do all these things and just giving up that life has to look a certain way. And that, uh, I told you, I think it was on Monday, last Monday where I just, I walked upstairs. This was before I even knew I was really, really sick. I walked upstairs and I looked at my bed and my body was like, I wanted to go work out. And my body was like, go lay down and take a nap. And I, I yeah. like 15 seconds, I was like out. So that's kind of when I knew that it was, there was something happening in the body. And this, the whole week was literally, just looking at what am I not accepting? And when I say not accepting, I'm talking about there's three things. There's the external, like a circumstance, right? So I'm sick, so I can't work out, circumstance. There's the someone saying something to you. So there's like the interaction with someone. And then there's the internal. So a lot of the accepting stuff for me was internal. And mm -hmm. I was looking at like, I can't accept when my body is weak, I can't accept when I can't perform. I can't accept when I can't do the things that I want to do and how all of this stuff was triggering so much um, stuff for me. I had an interesting moment with uh, Fanny where on, I believe it was on Monday. It was Monday night. And I was, I was like, I was feeling out of it, this and that. And, uh, I was actually telling Audrey this on our call today that, uh, my wife always makes fun of me cause I'm like the meme that gets passed around on Facebook where it's like a mom who's sick and she's cleaning the house and cooking dinner and taking care of the kids and like doing all that stuff. And then a man has a sneeze or like a cough and he's like, I'm dying. So, um, <laughs> I'm one of those. And, um, on Monday, as soon as I said, like, oh, you know, I, just, I, I make the sound. I'm like, oh, like, like, like a whimpering little child. And she looks at me. She goes, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. and, totally. and the funny part was that instead of, well, I did, I'm not, not instead of, I, my internal went like, what the fuck? Like I'm sick. I feel shitty. Like give me a little break. Instead, I actually, I did that. And then I was like, well, she's trying to communicate something to me, obviously. And what I realized was that I, when I feel sick and I don't usually get sick, like, and when I feel sick, I just totally lay into it. I just, 
give up, surrender, white flag. I'm like, all right, you know, do your thing. And she actually stopped me kind of dead in my tracks. And I was like, hmm, all right, I could choose to do that. And I kind of know how that plays out or I could choose to be another way. So um, Tuesday was the roughest day. I, I just couldn't get out of bed. I was literally like napping three, four times that day. But Wednesday, I like got myself up, showered, drove myself to the doctor. My son ended up, I got diagnosed with strep. Then my son at the same time, his uh, school called that he got diagnosed with strep. So, or that he was feeling bad. So I drove him back to the doctor, got him tested. He got strep. So I was like in the car, moving, shaking, doing all this stuff. And I was like, oh, it's interesting that I can have strep and still somewhat function. Versus just like, uh, I can't do anything. Laid out. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that happened from the fact of just accepting that my body is going to be going through some stuff, accepting that I'm going to have this horrendous throat pain, accepting that this is what this week's going to look like. And instead of doing all this awesome stuff that I had lined up for work, I'm just out. Um, and it gave me a lot of freedom inside of that world. So it was, uh, it was an interesting week. And uh, I'm happy to say that, uh, after a week like that, being back on Monday and working, honestly, I was so excited yesterday to like get back to it. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, an interesting week at the Ferdman household for sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it was interesting for me too. the timing of everything. Like I, uh, I was in BC and I kind of, I got sick over there a little bit and I saw some old patterning too, like all these beliefs around when the weather changes, um, like when temperatures change really quickly. I, I, I have a history of bronchitis from, from going back like really young. Um, and it, it like, it starts like a small sore throat and ends up being like an upper respiratory infection. It's the same shit every single time. Like I can, I can like mark the days, you know, like step one, the step two. And it's, always, and it always like, come, it's funny how sore throats happen. And it's like, there's nothing. And then there's like that little tickle and the back of your mind goes, is that a sore throat? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and you're like, and you're like, nah, that's not a sore throat. And then like an hour later, you're like, fuck, that's a sore throat. <laughs> you know, it just, it starts that whole process. Um, and what was interesting to me was I got to, I got, let's say Columbia, I got to Bali. <laughs> Where am I again? Symptoms. I don't even know anymore. Like, <laughs> just I, I really I need a, I need an adult in my life. I think I think, I, think I think it's time for one of those. Like, somebody needs to adult this thing. Um, so I get here and I have a lot of those same symptoms. Like, my nose has been running like since I got here. The sore throat I actually killed killed dead, or I just believe my way out of it. Who knows? Um, what was interesting was like for those of you guys that don't know, like I'm 15 hours ahead of the west coast i'm 12 hours ahead of elon so like it's 3 p.m over there it's three in the morning here so all these facebook lives like you know two three coaching calls per day marketing training uh our group coaching like i'm talking like three four hours a night that i have to wake up be on these things be present um in the spare moments I have, I try to like go back into bed and like rustle in there for like an hour. Then we wake up at like seven o'clock in the morning, work out, stretch, uh, go back to work, like have a full day in Bali and then like back to bed by like nine to, you know, between nine and 11. And that's been my, my life since I've been here. 
Um, I, I don't enjoy pushing myself quite this hard, but I've had to. And the funny part was like in a week where I would need support from you more than ever, like Tuesday to Friday, I was basically like on my own, like working yeah. uh, my ass off and it created some really strange <laughs> phenomena. It's like, to, I'm, I'm not even, it's weird. I'm like, I'm not even jet lagged because of the work schedule. Oh, because you've kept the work schedule. It's been really, it's been really odd. And I don't know, like I, I just didn't experience a lot of jet lag since I got here. Um, yeah, so it is what it is. But it was just interesting for me too that that happened. I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting that that showed up. I'm like, let's let's look at that. And yeah, there's really no make wrong. I, I enjoyed what I enjoyed. It's been difficult at times. It's been great at other times. It's a, it's an interesting hour to be working, I have to say. Like it's a really different energy that's available yeah. at this time of night. So yeah, it's 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 been interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you uh, the the epitome of everything was the uh, Facebook uh, Kickstarter call. Wow, that was the my my just horrid pain of all sorts. Uh, and that was before I even knew I had strep. It was just kind of like this. Everything I just could felt like it's interesting when you're so in tune to your body, you could just mm. feel it happen from so far away. Mm-hmm. And the weird part is I didn't get a fever throughout the entire time. Like never did my fever spike. And maybe that was thanks to like all the homeopathic and God knows what else I put in my body. Um, and I still felt, you know, like when you have the flu and your back hurts, like where, where your kidneys are and your hands are all like puffy and sure. you know, moving hurts. So it was just this weird, I'm like, how can I feel this shitty? Like I don't have a fever. And so I'm just mm-hmm. like mind games with myself. But that, that Kickstarter call was when I just took that, I showed you guys on video. I was like, man, I'm just, I'm here physically. I'm just not here at not, all. Not here. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, yeah. This was one of the first times I remember though, while, while it was happening that um, I was more interested in the belief systems and I wasn't the sensation of it. Cause I'm like, I'm like, how many times has this happened before? I'm like, I, I like, I know this programming so well, it's been around for so long and I have so much justification for it. And to just be like, you know what? I'm forget, forget feeling good or bad. I'm more interested in transforming the stories. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this will, this will, this will pass as it does. Like you getting stripped that way and the, uh, and all this stuff. It's just, it's all tied to a story. Like as long as I've known you, I've watched you respond to being sick that way. Like that's associated with something. Yep. And for me, it's the same thing. I'm like looking at, it, I'm like, wow, I, I genuinely know that there is, even if it's not conscious for me, like I'll get off a plane. I'm like, and there's a little part of me that's like, Oh, it's cooling down. Oh, it's heating up. Like, and I know there's a part of me paying attention to that. And it's not like I have to talk about it or even create it, but there's a part of me that's like always at the effect of that environment. Right. And then it's like all the other stories that come into play around it. So I was like, well, that's really interesting. Like I've never been like, Oh, like what other story could I have about weather changing quickly? Like, mm-hmm. you know, or, um, I'm like, it's just a story. And I know that I believe that like, and it's not, that's brain, and your brain takes care of the rest. Totally. It's never been a question as to whether or not I believe that it's like, okay, well he believes that this is the time to lower the immunity. Like let's lower the immunity. Like, you know, it's, it's all that shit. And I'm like, wow, I don't have to do that anymore. Yep. It was engaging for me in that way and interesting. Another funny part, of you, part is the last time I was sick that way was when I was with the people that I'm with right now. Huh. This happened when I was in Columbia. 
a year and a half ago. And that was the last time I was sick that way. Um, same exact thing. And I'm like, it's so interesting. Like the body now has that, you know, like I'm here with these, like you don't even know. And yeah, exactly. Like you, you have really, uh, we have, we have a lack of attunement on what's creating, uh, bodily sensations. And, and really that's all it is. Again, we talk about that all the time, but that's, it seems to be all it is. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, after reading You Are the Placebo and things like that, just noticing the sensations in the body. I, it's kind of like um, the analogy. I don't know if people have seen the videos or have been to San Francisco. San Francisco, more often than not, on every single night, there's this like thick ass fog that just rolls down. And it's like it literally rolls down over the mountains down into the water and then just kind of like envelops the city and you could just see it coming. It's, it's amazing. I'm sorry. What city is this? San Fran. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So I find now that, um, because of you are the placebo, that sense of body is like that fog coming off on the horizon. Like you have a lot more time to interact with it before the system comes in and goes, this is what this means. Mm. <laughs> so just noticing all of these stuff, like the reason I went to take a nap is just because I noticed the sensation in the body. And I knew like at that moment, I could have easily gone and worked out and pushed myself. I could have put, you know, B12 in my system, or I could have taken a caffeine pill or whatever. And I would have been right as rain. And I would have just like plowed through that. And something inside was just like, you need to take a nap. Mm -hmm. And that's the stuff that I haven't prior to reading that book been super conscious of. And now it's just like noticing these sensations um, in everything. And it's just, if someone says something or I'm in a situation, the first thing Guy and I teach us in our, in our have it all Academy and our have it all live is that, there are levels to the communications. So the first level is your subconscious. That first actually communicates with your body. So the first thing that you're going to get is some sort of twinge or tick or sensation of some sort in the body. Then that body ties that sensation to some sort of emotion. Like I'm nervous, I'm in pain, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm scared, whatever it is, right? that emotion then will create your thought. And then that thought will eventually become word. And then that word will eventually become action. So if you're looking at that scale, by the time you've spoken a word, you're, that's already five levels. That's why our coaching I find to be very, very effective um, is because when you're speaking, you're generally unconscious to what is coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And I've been trained to know that that word is associated with all of this stuff below, right? What we're looking to do is what is the programming that's created that conversation? And because you're unaware of it, that, that's, that's where we come in. So noticing more and more that first level, right? Like when your subconscious kicks a little thing up and then that communicates with your body and just examining and being in an inquiry of, well, what is this sensation? Is it just a sensation? Or like Guy said, like, 
uh, my program makes this sensation mean X, Y, and Z because that's the autopilot part. And if you could actually like roll it back and go, well, is that true? Or is it just a sensation? Mm. Um, and it was a lot of that, especially when you're sick, like I feel like you, you get in tune to your body, um, not necessarily for most people in a good way. For me, it was just interesting to notice like the different sensations, uh, noticing how certain sensations lead to you being like, for me, I get pissy when I'm sick, I get pissy. Everyone annoys me, all this stuff. And so I could feel that stuff in the body, like arising. And then instead of reacting the way that I normally react, I just had that space to be like, okay, you're sick. You're having this sensation. This person is not trying to annoy you. You're responding a certain way. Is this how you choose to respond? And I honestly, like, as, as seriously as my ass got kicked, um, you know, like, I didn't let it affect the way my kids interact with me. And I didn't get short when I was tired. I would just say like, look, I'm tired. I need to kind of do my own thing for a bit. Um, it was, it was very different. A good lesson. Yeah. I think, you know, everything we're pointing to here is just about really just tuning in to, uh, I would say like the, the deeper levels of everything, right. Um, both in the body and the mind, it's, uh, the same thing when we're upset or like Yellen said, when we do coaching, if I ask you what's going on, uh, your initial response, 99, 98% of the time I, I know is not really what's going on there. That's the, that response is the unexamined one. It's the knee jerk that I don't have time. I don't have money responses that people don't really investigate any further than that. Um, and I think that really goes down the line for, for every single area of our lives. You know, what's going on for me right now is what was happening for me in the beginning of the year too. It's like this, this woman that I'm madly deeply in love with and whatever, you know, I can give you guys a whole laundry list of reasons. That's actually pretty short now, a laundry list that, uh, of reasons why we're not together. We love each other a lot. Um, and that just causes a lot of pain. And then these, uh, these conversations pop up kind of like seemingly out of nowhere where it's like, you know, I engage in a question and it becomes like the same old rigmarole of like, what are we doing that together again? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's just this like clarity of it's not time. I think that we both have clarity on that and, uh, for us to, to be engaged in that kind of relationship together. And then I'm like fighting for this thing and I feel very much the victim of it and like out of control and which is so unlike me these days to give away my power that way. And then I wonder about that actually sometimes maybe I could pose this question to you as somebody who's been married for a while, you know, with love, it's funny because it's like a really empowering thing. And then at the same time, like part of the vulnerability is that like I'm giving myself over to you you know, and it's not like you're you're the source of my happiness. Like I don't look at relationships that way. It's like kind of like a, I'm happy and I'm complete over here, but it's like a bonus. And then I'm like, well, there's this like upset here, as if life life won't be as joyful without this person in it. Um, Is that true? No, exactly right. Like I know that's not true. So it's funny to me because like it's not funny. It's just interesting to look at that. It's one of the few areas I look at, and I'm like, damn, I'm like a fucking victim in this thing. You know, like it's, it's something, something is, is happening to me 
she's not doing anything to me. Um, more or less, you know, about as much clarity as I've ever wanted inside of the world of communication I'm getting from her. It's like one of those situations that I feel like if, you know, and it's kind of, I think where it came to yesterday, if it was like a clear no from her, uh, I'd be like, okay, great. Like it's a no, like, you know, there's nothing here, but there's always like a no with like a door is kind of open type mm-hmm. of scenario. And that door kind of open leaves me in the state of like hope. And she's a, you know, for me, if you guys know me well enough, for those of you guys who know me well enough, obviously know that we're pretty committed to growth. So like if I'm with somebody, they're, it's a priority for them as well, which means I'm like, the the conversation in the background is like, oh, there's like a breakthrough, like a breakthrough will solve this. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, you know, because and a lot of her breakthroughs around relationships and stuff that happened to her when she was a kid and her experience of love and like things she does when she like uh, abandonment issues, or like abandoning first, not getting abandoned. And it's funny because like when I see that, I'm like, oh, good. I'm like, that's a great breakthrough f- for her to have for us to be together. <laughs> <laughs> that you know just like completely candidly and then you know i look at past relationships where i was like that too um you know my 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 former former where i was like she would go on these experiences and have these breakthroughs and for the challenges we were having in the relationship i'm like oh good that's the breakthrough that will solve this and it but it never did (laughs) (laughs) um so it's like part of it is just you know like really giving it up to source and and god and saying like okay this is i believe in the perfection of everything and and it's not time uh, that doesn't mean that it's not painful at some extent. I think just to keep talking into it and you guys are basically watching me coach myself or Elon coach me soon enough. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and I've been down, and I've been down this road so many times. It just like, it's just like cycles. And I'm like, dude, how many times do you have to go down this road? Um, the other thing is for me, like as what shows up takes as many times as it takes. The other thing that shows up for me is she's, you know, she's, uh, like, really into her faith and she's Christian and stuff like that. And like, I know she loves me, right? Like I know she loves me and I love her like really over the top. Holy mad. Wow. Love this woman. And then when she can like disassociate from it, it makes me like angry at faith. I'm like, you know, the fact that it's like, okay, well, faith is doing this. Um, and it's like, I, it, 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 my mind gets into like my silly human brain goes into like, I don't understand a faith, like someone's faith that they can detach from those kind of feelings and just be like, choose the faith over the, the love. Um, and, I, and that's for me, it's like faith is love, love is faith. It's all like interconnected for me. So it's like really difficult for me to say like, okay, well, um, let's detach these two things. And I'm not gonna, not gonna allow myself to have this at the same time. I have to fucking respect it. I always have with her. That she can that she can find that truth eventually. So can I offer you a couple of things? Yeah, of course. So first, it it reminded me like when you're with uh, oh, we're trying not to use names, right? So with your yeah, former just... with your former former <laughs> yeah <laughs> two two X removed. Uh, I remember when you were even in conversation about ending that relationship. There was so much doubt about because she she and still is like a one in a billion like yeah she just is i mean and i remember you even using those words like she's not one in a million she's like one in a billion Mm -hmm. and what the fuck am i gonna do and how the fuck is like i i'm this is like this dumbest thing like why would i leave something like that what the heck is you know what the heck else am i gonna find that's out there um 
and then life and it's funny and sometimes mysterious ways had already shown you your now former while you were together before, right? One, I just want to point out that to look at the conversation that's having you scared of fully surrendering Mm -hmm. into what is possible and who is possible and all that stuff is a young conversation. It's, you know, like when you see in the movies where a kid in high school gets his heart broken and he's like devastated and can't get off the couch and eating ice cream or smoking weed or whatever it is, because they're like, my life is over. My life is over. I'm yeah. using that example specifically because I wanted to take it to the extreme. I know you're not that way at all. I'm just saying like, it's that kind of young conversation about love. Mm-hmm. Um, so just something to take a look at that in the world especially that we're living in now more than ever, I think of truly surrendering and allowing for life to show us the path. If there were no idea of what your future should look like, none of this would be there. Like if you were just fully in the present moment of how I want to feel around love and relationships because what's happening is your your silly brain just go is going into projecting, right? Like this is what my future should look like. I should travel with this person. Da, 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 da. And then obviously that's creating some fabricated whatever version of a future that may never ever come, and yet you're living at the effect of it today instead of being in that in the present moment of just what is sure. and allowing for. Yeah, I mean, look at stuff like the upset stuff from some kind of expectation. It's uh, It's been interesting because, like, you know, I've been out of San Diego for, like, 16 days now. Um, we kind of, like, left it with, okay, like, it is what it is. And, you know, like, it's it'll be good to have this space anyway to, like, not be in each other's space and just kind of, like, get that break from it and, then you know, see it a little bit more uh, objectively. And that was like my question. I'm like, oh, so how do you know, like that's what started up the whole conversation. It was like, so, you know, how, how do you feel like having not been in a relationship? And of course it just went down the same fucking path that always does. Hmm. So I felt like, I felt like an idiot. One of the things that's always bothered me when I talk to people about love is like when they're like, well, I don't want to get hurt. I'm like, it's kind of what has to be on the table for you to fully be in Fuck it, yeah. you know? So, you know, I was like, what else do you expect? Like, you know, being vulnerable with somebody for me is a prerequisite to love. And it's like vulnerability means I'm being vulnerable. <laughs> like, like there's no, my skin's exposed, right? And, and I kind of know that going in with her that it's like a gamble every time. And yet for some reason, it always seems like the gamble is worth it for the opportunity that I see that's there. And do I want to feel this way? Of course not. Am I, is the upset coming from like wanting a specific outcome that's not there? Of course it is. You know, like I've already gone through a lot of the heartache that I went through last time, this time is just a little bit of like sadness and heaviness that it's kind mm-hmm. of like, it's, it's strange. Cause like, I've never been, you know, I've always been the type of person that I thought it was foolish to go backwards in relationships. Like always, like if I saw my friends doing that, I'm like, Oh God, you know, like uh, rinse, rinse cycle, repeat and never go and the yet, slide back. Never go the slide back. And yet here I am with this person doing that, like to the point where I don't know that I could not do that. I want to believe that if she would come back again and be like, Hey, you know, let's give it a, let's give it a go that I would have enough wherewithal to be like, Nope, sorry. I already know how this is going to, this train's going to go. Mm. And yet a a part of me knows that like she could come back at any time and I'd be like, okay. Mm. 
just because I, I do feel that. And then, and the other funny part is for me is like, so if I logic into this, so funny to be talking about this in public this way, but why not? People are getting tons of value just from you probably sharing this. I, I hope. Yeah, I hope so. You know, the other part is like, like if I, if I do my list thing, like, let me look at the list of things that are, you know, I, I, I would want for ideally in a partner. There are some things that are not a match for me. And I think that's how it occurs for her too. It's like, it's like this 99% there. And then this like thing that's missing that is just important enough for her not to not say yes to it. Uh, and for me, I'd have to say it's a little bit of that too. Like at least mm-hmm. in this time period in our lives, it's like that 99%. And then I'm like, you know, I know what you're probably going to say <laughs> because you've been married for 10 years <laughs> to the love of your life. But it's like that 100% is elusive or has been in my life for sure. And it's just funny to look at because I know you're going to be like, well, when you meet the one. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, well, I guess I... single person on this uh, live or even on the recording, I'd love to hear from you guys. Like anyone who's actually with the one will tell you the same cliche. And it's a cliche for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I kind of like know that, but it's like... It's like knowing about the same that we talk about, like balance or gravity, but like having not been in that experience with somebody, it's like, all right, well, I guess, I guess, we'll, I guess we'll wait till it's 100. <laughs> I mean, for me, not, not that this is in the same realm. It's just, I think you'll associate with the feeling I have around this subject as, as and can take it as that. Like, you know, I want to move and I want to move very, very badly. Um, move, like move from New York, move out of New York. Okay. Right. So, and you know that, uh, my speaking about moving to California has definitely caused some agita with, with Fanny and her family and all this kind of stuff. Right. So a couple of things, one, uh, we had an amazing conversation with Marcy and she said all of this, and I just couldn't hear it at that time. What she was basically saying is that I'm trying to force an outcome Mm -hmm. instead of being in the flow and dealing with what's in front of me and letting and kind of letting it unwind the way it's meant to unwind. And because I'm forcing this outcome, it's creating all of this tension from all these other people around me. Mm -hmm. I didn't get it to this level till I had the reading with Anna Mm. and what Anna said to me, because I asked about moving and basically, she was like, there's some stuff that needs to align with, with Fanny and her family and things like that. And ultimately, she's like, you know, you guys will be on a road trip and your kids will actually choose. Like, they'll say, we want to move. And more specifically, they'll be like, we want to live in this house. Mm. And again, you know, like all of these readings, I'm I'm – always reminded that you hear what you need to hear at that moment. It's not like someone predicting the future or any, I don't, I don't see it like that. It's just what your soul needs to hear at that moment. And I'll tell you after that conversation, my whole thing around moving has been so gone, not from the standpoint of, I don't want to move. I'm still absolutely intending and creating that we move in the next two, three years. And I've given up 
any, and I mean truly any conversation around where or when or how or what it needs to look, all of it. Like, because what I've come to is that right now, if, if I were being honest, in our relationship, Elon is 100% set on moving to California. No one else in my family is. <laughs> That's not true. There's one person in your family that is. <laughs> true. But like, you know, the, the kids would happily move to California. And my wife was like, she's got a lot of trepidation around that. And so yeah, yeah. I'm of the belief now that when we, as a family unit, end up at some location, we will all know. Mm. Kind of like with love, like when you know, you know, we will all feel that pull and then it will be effortless. Because like, I mean, look at our lives over the next few, last few months, right? Everything that's been amazing, just like breakthrough, monumental, fucking unbelievable results. Hasn't it felt effortless? Mm -hmm. Like the perfect people, the perfect opportunity. It just like... You just feel like you're kind of like dancing on a cloud and it's just kind of like leading you to the next to the next to the next. So I'm like, okay, well, if that's my experience, then I choose to have that experience in this area as well. I don't want the force. I don't want the figuring shit out. I don't want the like heartache of trying to convince someone or strategize. I just know. Yeah. I know that we're moving. Like, I have no doubt because in my core, it's already happened. It just all the tension around it is gone. Mm -hmm. Well, so an interesting thought from you. So, so that's very aligned with my experience right now too, right? Like there's like this like fight happening of trying to mm -hmm. create this outcome, which is just fucking sapping my energy like yes. to no end and like removing joy. And it's not like the circumstances, like the outcome of doing uh, me doing that to myself is, is doing that to me. Um, so it's funny because it's like we, I think we perceive that we gain power by controlling and manipulating outcomes. Yes. And it's like, no, we uh, actually right. like lose power by trying to control and manipulate. In fact, when you surrender to experiences is when you feel the most empowered. Exactly. Um, and, and that's definitely what, like part of what's happening here is just like an inability to see the perfection in it. And like the last time this happened, you know, some of the most amazing experiences in my entire life unfolded the moment that I was like, declaring freedom around it basically yeah. which is kind of what you've done with the with the move it's like i just declare myself free and however it looks it looks and without any attachment up. right and she what? showed up like when you declared freedom the first time from your former former oh no 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 i mean i meant like going back this january oh yeah yeah i mean like you know february march uh even going into april was probably like uh energistically like my two and a half favorite months of my entire life and it's funny when this came back in is when a lot of that, I don't want to say deteriorated. It was, it was, I'm sure there's other stuff going on too, but like that, that swirl for me kind of stopped and it's just definitely something to notice. And, you know, like Marcy had mentioned about um, like experiences that look like light on the front that actually are darkness. Mm, and, you know, if, yeah. And if it's like, if you really, if I really check in like energistically, yeah, this is just fucking with me. And if I'm like living my life from a fuck yes, and only if it feels good, do I take that action? It's not aligned. And it, and it's funny that 
I, I know this consciously and yet I, I choose against it often and consistently because for the moments where, where it does feel good, it feels amazing. Um, and then this is always on the back end of it. Yeah. 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 It is in, in its own way. And then on the, on the back end of it is, is always this like, like, all right, well, it's really good. And like, are we going to turn it into something, you know? So yeah, we've, we've kind of been down this road a whole a bunch of times together and yeah, I definitely need to, well, I am choosing, you know, not, not to be having that experience anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of also, um, mind space. So when you're in that place, like if your energy, if you have a tank of energy to create and manifest, and then a lot of that is being depleted on trying to strategize how to create and quote unquote force an outcome, you're basically depleting the tank of all this amazing juju that could create and allow for all this other amazing stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily even look like this is at an end. It's just like, a you know, if, if it feels flowy and if it feels good and if it gets to that yeah. place, then, then great. And if it doesn't, like, I know you saying that doesn't mean that you don't want to move, move and would love to be in California. You know, I would love like, to be in California. Yeah. It's just at this point, I realize that like, okay, I have this vision, right? In, in the words of Alex Ferdman, I have a vision <laughs> and that vision is to live in San Diego and raise my kids there and all that stuff. Cause when I'm there, my heart just sings. It vibrates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. It doesn't for Fanny. Yeah. Right. So like, I would feel horrible once I, once I, I finally let myself hear that. Cause at first I was in denial. I was like, what are you talking about? You love sun and you love beach and you'd be retired. Like what, you know, cause it's my world. Yeah. And then as soon as I allowed to myself to hear her and where she's at and her concern and all that stuff. And that her body is not a fuck yes to living in San Diego, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Right. Then it would be super selfish and inconsiderate of me to even attempt to create a strategy and a plan. And here's what I know. My wife is a master manifester. And like when we're aligned, we manifest and create things super fast. So it would almost be like me trying to undertake this thing of forcing this outcome while she's literally behind me, like pulling me back and me trying to like chug this thing and muscle this thing and like making it great for everyone. And all the while it's sapping my energy, Mm. my creative energy, my manifesting energy, my just excitement for life. Like I had all these stupid conversations, like, why aren't you supporting this idea? We should be on the same team. Like all this fucking nonsense justifications, right? And as soon as I let that go, there was just freedom and silence and peace. And when it happens, it it happens. And for me right now, you know, like I'm even looking at alternative schools for Shia here because for now we're here, Uh you know? And so I'm not like putting everything that I want on hold until we make a move. Like I can still do the things that I'm intending as like, here's how I'd like to raise my children and do them here instead of just be like, we're going to put our lives on pause. And then, you know, in two, three years, we're going to figure everything out. Like, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. 
more more of the someday someday exactly. conversations. Yeah, there's no fucking someday. It's isn't it interesting how like the same patterns show up over and over again, and just different areas of life where you have yet to um, fully disseminate or break through in that particular circumstance. Like like those lessons have not been applied in this small area of life. And then that lesson needs to be relearned for this particular segment of life. And that lesson needs to be learned for this particular segment of life. It's like, I honestly can't think of anywhere else in my life where I have this like helplessness um, outside of like love relationships. And then I've been like really empowered in that relationship. And then like all, you know, like all these amazing people showed up in my life um, and then like backtracking to go to it. And it's like, I've just, I've literally never played this game before. Like I said, like I've never been the one to like go back in relationships and I think that actually like shows the value that I think is there because I'm willing to keep like all right like back into the lines then <laughs> like <laughs> like, like uh, hopefully the line doesn't fucking kill me this time um and then just like gambling that and uh, I don't I can't say that I wouldn't do that again uh honestly um but we'll see you know like I, I definitely feel like there's uh something for me to look at in a way of loving myself that I haven't done yet before like in a new level that this is giving access to. I'm not, I don't really quite have language for that yet, but like, mm. I know that that feeling of like neediness, which is strange in the circumstance. Like if you actually know this like situation, like between us that, that like I'm the one that's doing a lot of chasing. Um, so it's not like neediness, but I think you guys know what I mean. Um, yeah. That like, like that, that's there for me. Like there's not power around that. Right. Cause if I was really standing in my power, then I'd be like, you're right. This isn't, this isn't a good fit right now. And I have that like consciously and I've been in that space before where I like trust, like trust that much. I'm like, okay, yeah, like I, I do trust in the perfection of things and um, yeah, just, just giving up the fight, you know, like everywhere, <laughs> just everywhere, yeah. like every area where you're fighting just being like, all right, like surrender, surrender is not being applied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always surrender. And you know, you've been saying more and more, which I really like recently that there is no going back. Like in life, there's just no back. There's no going back to anything. You're always, always moving forward. Um, and even if something looks and feels the same, it's not the same. You're not mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. It, it can't possibly be the same. Um, so I would just say like, instead of having that mentality of like, I'm going to go back there and bring you here. It's like, what if you just forged ahead and be the best version of yourself and then just see what is magnetized to you up there mm-hmm. like doing that thing and just see what that feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, a good thing to be mindful of for sure. Yeah. I, I, I have to kind of agree with that. I think again, like with the, with the going back phenomenon, it's a lot like walking into a room and seeing the same shit or, um, you know, it's the brain just being lazy and conserving energy. Exactly. So it's like, okay, well, this looks similar. So let's just repattern what we've done before. And truly, like, nothing can ever be the same that it was just a moment ago. Like, that moment's already passed. It's done. And, and this moment is totally new. Exactly. Yeah, it's been, it, it like, it's one of these situations that just keeps catching me off guard. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but, like, I, I haven't been spending the last 16 days thinking about it. Like, there's been almost, like, no thought about it at all. And then I was like, oh, I just like kind of like miss having a conversation with her. You know, it's been like a few weeks. And uh, so I like, 
um, called her up and then it was just like right back in the conversation. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. I'm like, like, let this shit go, you know? And SNM, emotional SNM. Yeah, no, I'm like literally like watching myself from the side, like having this like out of body experience. I'm like, how are we doing this again? Like, what are you trying to extract from this that you already haven't extracted from this? I'm like, where is this going to possibly go? Mm. And like, and it doesn't make me feel good and it, it doesn't make her feel good, you know, like, cause she's like, she knows she loves me. And it's like, Hey, look, I, I, how many times I got to tell you, I love you. Yeah. And like, this is what's going on. Um, and, and like, God bless her for having the patience to like reaffirm that every fucking time. Because yeah, that's just like, it's just all these like old wounds. And it's funny, like I've been here with, uh, I went to like an Ayurvedic doctor and this woman, <laughs> this woman, like people do this with me a lot. They just like, they're like, can I read you? This happens like once a month. Like somebody wants to like, just read me. And like, then they send me like this reading and blah, blah, blah. And, and everybody's been pointing to Israel recently and like leaving there and like the trauma that's caused. And, um, and she, the woman said something to me and the message, and it was so spot on to something I had just said, like verbatim, what I had just said to the point where I like, I wrote her back. I'm like, did I say that to you? Or did you just pull that out of the ethos? And I, I haven't gotten the response yet, but I'm fairly certain she pulled that out of the ethos. Wow. And I'm like, like, like a sentence I just said not too long ago. And I'm like, damn, okay. Like I, I need to be paying attention because I'm being giving a lot of signs around just like emotional, not well-being from that, that time period. That's right with Anna too. And I've, I've like, you know, known that. Yeah. But there just seems to be all this like sort of hurt around leaving Israel. You know, Anna said it was like, um, like a guillotine mm. for me, like at that age. Yeah. I remember. And that. So there's like, I, I think I look at my whole life and I, I've done what, what she's doing, which is like, I abandoned before I get abandoned. Um, Self-preservation. Right. So with her, huh, interesting. Yeah. This is kind of clicking in for me. She's, uh, she's doing the thing that I do or have done which of course activates all my own shit (laughs) about, about doing that. That's interesting. So yeah. And I'm like, and it's kind of funny for me because it's like, I've stopped that patterning. Like I don't do that anymore. Uh, And yet now that it's being done to me or, you know, seemingly being done to me, nothing's being done to me. How I think that's just triggering all that old stuff for me again Mm. on the opposite side of the coin. That's awesome. but it's interesting. It's like it's a great opportunity to get whole and complete about it from from both sides, both yeah. doing it and being and it being done to me, and not having a concern for it because like now it's like triggering concerns of abandonment, you know, like uh, and all that kind of stuff. So that, that was interesting. I hadn't had that thought before. Mm. Yeah, it's all it's all perfect. <laughs> I keep going back to that line: "If it was meant to be, it will be so." That's what they tell me. <laughs> huh? I said I love you. Oh, I love you too. That was awesome. And uh, thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable and being open and working through it in this uh, setting. It was uh, amazing to watch. Yeah. I, I, before I got on here, I was like, I was like, can I even get on here today and like actually like be in an empowered place? And I'm like, do, do I want to talk about this? Um, I think honestly, you know, for humanity as a whole and for what we're the game we're playing, it's kind of an injustice not to share these things with people. Uh, you know, if, if, if anybody's dealing with something in their life, like what I've learned is if I come on here um, and I try to hide this stuff, I'm fucked. 
like I'll be strange and awkward and people will be like, what the fuck is wrong with guy today? I think like as, as humanity for the transformation that I think a lot of us are seeking, not right or wrong, just the transformation we're seeking and growth that we want. I honestly think this is part of what's the requirement is like just laying everything on the table for everybody and our humanity and, and, and stopping the process of making all this stuff wrong or like moving towards a space where we make this all right. I don't have shame about sharing it, uh, you know, like nothing like that. It's, it's not comfortable. And at the same time, it's like, this is life, right? Like if uh, mm-hmm. I'm not your fucking, I'm not your fucking guru. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm a person dealing with all the same shit. And, and like you guys see, like Elon and I are looking for empowered conversations around situations that are difficult. And more than anything is like, like being in a feeling that's in alignment with our true purpose ultimately. So it's like, I think this was cool because you kind of got to see the, uh, the logic part of it, you know, and, and transforming stories and also like the, uh, the feel because honestly, what's given me more, more reprieve and release than anything is I woke up like an hour before I had to, uh, and I was laying in bed and I just got that my mind is like frantically trying to figure this out. Mm. And, I, and I've never been able to get any peace from figuring anything out in my life ever. Like I've been depressed and suicidal. I sat there for years trying to figure that shit out. And like, there's zero reprieve. And then I could just was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not feeling when I'm trying to understand so I was like, all right, just get into the feel. I got into my body and, and like, I just feel my mind just, you know, it's like, feels like it's getting like pushed together. And then I just like released and there's space suddenly. And then like all this shit started happening in my body. And then it's like the mind wants to like, oh, what's happening in the body? And I'm like, let that go. Like, it doesn't matter what's happening in the body. I'm like, there's just something happening in the body. Like something is moving that wasn't moving a minute ago. And notice like how often understanding holds it all in place. It makes energy very static exactly. and immobile. And then like, I let it go and I start feeling like this energy moving through my body. So it was this really fun phenomenon to kind of play with. And um, that's kind of my, more of my intention is to uh, feel more, think less. Yeah. Awesome, man. Super proud of you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate it. Love you. That was, uh, that was a pretty amazing conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm glad uh, you guys got to be a part of that. And uh, if you got value out of this, I know this is kind of a, we got deep fast. Um, then share <laughs> this, please. If you know someone that's, dealing with this, has dealt with this, needs power around this, you know, share this experience with them. We'd be honored to, uh, to make that kind of impact with them. All right, Roski. Love you. All right, man. Love you. Bye everyone. Thanks for being here. Bye everybody. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our have it all family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, Just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All 
Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all. And we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. Bye.